Karen Delina and Shalon of My Strong Sisters would like to remind you that they are not qualified to give professional advice of any kind. They're just sisters doing whatever it is sisters do. If you need medical fitness or nutritional advice, seek out qualified professionals that do that sort of thing. Welcome to a podcast where three sisters get together and discuss first one thing and then another. We originally started out as My Strong Sisters, but when Anchor, our hosting platform, got swallowed by Spotify, we lost 46 episodes. So we are now rebranded as Sister Sharpens Sister. My name is Karen. I'm joined by my sisters Delina and Shalon. And today, in episode 47, we are talking about sex in advertising. <laughs> I'm so sorry. My vibrator went off. <laughs> <laughs> we are still not that kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Can <laughs> oh. be my husband. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Didi is our statistics person. What have you got for us, Didi? Well, you know, of course, I mean, I get all this stuff and then I, you know, start doing my research and then I find one thing here, another thing there, and this, this, that, and the other. So I know that the first time that uh, sex was used in advertising, we're talking about print ad in the United States was in the late 1800s. I'm thinking, hold on. So I did a lot of research on this because this episode we're doing could actually be several episodes if we wanted to stretch it out. Yeah, I think I think I'm okay with that. We can do that, but I think it was important to to learn that. Uh, well, okay, I'm having trouble finding all my little notes I got here and all my stuff, but uh, pretty sure it was in 1871 when the very first uh, very first time sex was used in advertising. Now you're talking um, about in a print ad. In a print ad, yes. What was it for? Cigarettes. Was it a it man was- and a woman in a suggestive position? Two different cigarette companies that um, that used um, sex, and what they did was they took a woman nude. It wasn't a I don't think it was a real woman. I think it was like a an artist's depiction. But she had she had her body was nude from basically the waist up. And then there was another cigarette company after that that saw that and like ooh, so they used it too. And they of course became the most popular cigarette companies of, of the time. And it's kind of just escalated ever since then. Okay, now the very first time there was print advertising at all was in ancient Rome, but this particular one did not have um, sex in it. It was just a print ad for something. So as far as where advertising started, I mean, it probably started even before Rome, but the first proof we have was in ancient Rome. It was printed on uh, papyrus. Okay, I have right here, this is on the uh, sex and advertising wiki. The mm-hmm. earliest known use of sex in advertising is by the Pearl Tobacco brand in 1871, featured a naked maiden on the co- packaged cover. And yeah, I mean, her her breasts are exposed, but her genitals are barely covered. Mm-hmm. And by, uh, by the year 1890, the company Duke and Sons became the leading American cigarette brand because they started putting trading cards that featured sexually provocative starlets into yep. their cigarette packs. So not exactly baseball cards, but it made, well, it, it was, I mean, let's face it, back in those days, it was predominantly men that had the money. 
How did Playboy not do something like that? What do you mean? With the playing card things. I mean, we're 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 not exactly an audience for for Playboy, so we probably don't know about it. Yeah. But as far as people thinking sex and advertising only started like in the 1960s or 70s, no, no, huh? That started started a long time ago. Is it mostly women that are used? It it is mostly women that are used sex sales, but predominantly only to men. Mm-hmm. Right. Women are usually offended by it. Unless, of course, you know, uh, a woman is looking for some bras and panties and they've got a model standing in bras and panties, then a woman's probably not going to be offended by that because you're expecting to see flesh when somebody's advertising bras and panties. Yeah. But with like uh, blue jeans or anything like that, no, most of the time women are offended by it or they'll, they'll ignore it and push it away and, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to see it. So as far as who sex sells to the most, it's definitely men. And they've done studies on that and shown that that is, that is the truth. However, even with that in mind, sex does not sell everything. Because if you're going to sell, um, gosh, I don't know, let's say you're going to sell, um, I don't know, some type of uh, digital device, like a laptop or a, 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 a desktop computer or something like that. Putting sex and that is not going to necessarily sell that machine. Most of the time it won't. Will it grab somebody's attention? Yeah, it'll grab their attention. But most likely they're not going to remember what was being advertised. They're going to remember the ad, but not what was being advertised. So Mm -hmm. because one of the reasons sex works to to sell is because it gets people's attention. It grabs their attention and it pulls them in. So if if something that um, you're expecting sex to be involved with or to see flesh, like I mentioned, uh, uh, selling bras and panties or lingerie or or even, uh, gosh, like soap. Because, you know, they do these commercials of soap and shampoo and they got people in the shower and they're showing flesh. You know, you're (laughs) expecting to see that. When somebody's shampooing their hair, you're expecting they're not going to have clothes on. So that's, you know, expected. But if somebody is selling, you know, like like I said, some type of digital device or I don't even watch commercials enough now. I don't know what they keep advertise. Um, cars. Cars. Well, I mean, cars, they may even use sex to sell cars because if they're selling a sports car, especially if men are the primary buyers of sports cars, they're going to put a sexy woman in there with it. Well, they do use... Uh, women in bikinis mm-hmm. nissan has recently started using them at auto shows yes they do use women like that in auto shows yep yep <clears throat> uh, the primary offenders that i've seen in commercials are clothing like clothing is calvin klein victoria's secret dolce gabbana yes dolce gabbana did one years ago i think it was in early 2000s and it was um i didn't actually see the advertisement when it first came out but I did come across it in doing my research and it was daped the rape ad or the gang rape ad. Yeah, Google that and see what you find. Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm-hmm. Perfume. Yep. And cologne. Mm-hmm. Makeup. But it's it suggestive. Is, it is very suggestive. And, you know, mother said condoms, but one of the best condom commercials that I ever saw had nothing to do with any skin being shown. <laughs> It had to do with this dad trying to take care of like two toddlers and an infant. <laughs> uh-huh. And he was run ragged. And it just showed that doing the dishes and taking care of the kids and they were fighting and trying to get them fed and trying to get them laid down and doing laundry and all the stuff that women do, right? This this man was yeah. trying to do. 
-hmm. And at the end of it, it said, I bet you wish you would have had whatever brand of condom. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. (laughs) There's been a recent thing on Instagram, even with something like that, where it'll show a little kid like running into a sliding glass door and it'll say, that's what condoms do. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys not seen that? No. No. Yeah. (laughs) When I was looking stuff up for, for this recording, I did watch on YouTube and it was like a 12 year old video top 10 most funny ads or something like that this little boy who's playing with cars and trucks and trains and he's going making airplane sounds and then all of a sudden you see this long silver cylindrical item and he starts giggling because it is vibrating in the floor and it's a vibrator oh geez and the kid is like three you know we were in walmart just the other day with you karen on saturday we were in Walmart and we walked, we were getting your krill oil mm-hmm. and we walked back by like the tampon area. And, you know, the tampon area also has the condom area and the um, personal lubricant area. There mm. were vibrators up there for sale. Yes. I was like, what? I like got in front of the girls. So like go that way. <laughs> yeah. They were in a, like a locked cabinet with a clear front. Oh, okay. At Walmart, though? Yes, they don't have condoms just out for you to take off the shelf and stick into your pocket. Oh, you're talking about condoms. I thought you were talking about the, the um, devices. Yeah, I am. Wait. <laughs> that The condoms, the personal lubricant, and the vibrators are all behind locked door. Like video games are behind those locked sliding are you at doors. Are Walmart? Yes. Oh, well, I guess that's the perk of living in a retirement town. They're not locked up down here. <laughs> that's so funny (laughs) yeah they ain't locked up down here (laughs) when I was younger I had no problem walking by Victoria's Secret with all the you know models standing there half naked but then after I had kids I mean you can ask Dee when we would go to the mall to get mother like a coffee or something a little cake and then take it to her at work I would shield from that store so she couldn't see it because mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, what's this little girl going to think about these half naked girls? I mean, I can, I can understand doing that, Sean, but at the same time, I, I did it because I didn't want my kids to believe that that was something that needed to be hidden because if it's hidden, then it's forbidden and things that are forbidden are very tempting. Well, I get that, but Nobody should be walking around in their bras and panties in public. That is true. (laughs) You know, until they're old enough to reason with, to explain it, I kept it from her. Well, now that makes sense. But did you shield her from people on the beach when they were in bikinis? You know, we live in a beach town, but we never go to the beach. Swimming pool. Yeah, we go to the swimming pool. But again, I live in a retirement community. Swan looks around all the old people. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, the house on had a swimming pool. So we had our own pool. We went in that. There was nobody else around other than our friends. Right. You know, we moved to where we're at now. And it's it's not a 55 and up community at all. There are definitely kids in here and younger families. 
but the majority of everybody who lives in this community is retired. Mm -hmm. And you don't see very many of them sporting a two-piece. <laughs> right. But I mean, the girls are old enough now to where, you know, I just try to tell them to be kind to people if they see something, you know, that is a little yeah. different. Just kind of maybe go the other direction. <laughs> so I told you about those um, 10 ads that I watched and they were all from early 2000s, like 2010s. Out of the 10, five of them either were blatant sexually ads or they were suggestive. It's 50%. Yeah, I think I was a baby. Again, mommy eyes, putting on mommy eyes after you have a kid. I don't know what it was with me, but everything changed the way I mm -hmm. look at everything. But um, the first time I saw a um, garbage bag commercial that was sexualized oh yeah with the big strong man in it right the 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 sexy garbage man yeah i'm like hmm, really it's a garbage bag you don't need that yeah do you remember the brand of garbage bag of course i only ever see one garbage bag advertised and that's hefty it was either glad or hefty oh glad yeah i see those it was one of the two i want to say it was hefty but maybe not maybe i should look it up <laughs> I just looked one up that Brooke Shields did back in the 1980s, Calvin Klein ads. It was banned from ABC and CBS or ABC and NBC. They banned the ad. She was 15 when she did the ad, and it was yeah. sexually suggestive. You probably remember it now that I'm bringing it up, Karen. Yes. Who was it? Brooke Shields. She was in that movie Blue Lagoon, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Okay. That's where that stems from, probably. And uh, Kate Moss did a, uh, I think it was a Calvin Klein ad too, and it was for underwear. She was 17 when she did it and she was topless. It was hefty. This is back in 2014. Okay, so I was pregnant with that. I did, I did read that at one point, like 2007 or something like that, PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, mm -hmm. was trying to get people to go vegan and they had models in an ad that they tried to put into the Super Bowl. Don't quote me on the year because I may be misremembering, but the models were licking eggplants and cucumbers. and Yeah. And whoever had the Super Bowl on that year, NBC, I think it is, that as the Super Bowl, they were like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but PETA has started using it and they'd even come out with their own soft porn website channel thing what yep no i don't need to see it so oh no i wasn't gonna <laughs> wasn't gonna pull it up what would that be called i mean like i know what is it bestialities with animals but with vegetables i have no clue i'm not that interested in knowing <laughs> <laughs> the reason advertisers are using sex and advertising is because it's pandering to the basic instincts of human behavior Robert F. Port, professor of linguistics and cognitive science at Indiana University, University said there are six overarching human instincts. Defense, no, no slash learn, sex, uh, sociality, sustenance, and talk. But then it goes on to say that other experts contend that there are only three main instincts, sometimes referring to them as the dark triad, self-preservation, sex, and greed. That These are basic things that all human beings have. So they use those to 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 sell and greed they use greed to sell too 
Yeah, that thing about PETA, I'm looking at it right now. It was a it was in 2009. They wanted to run a pro-vegetarian ad campaign during the Super Bowl that showed models licking eggplants and pumpkins, among other things. NBC wouldn't hop on board. They said that the ads depict a level of sexuality that exceed our standards. And it says the animal rights group pushed the envelope even further in August of 2011 when they announced that they would roll out a soft core porn website. And the quote from the spokesperson says, our racier actions are sometimes a way to get people to sit up and pay attention to the plight of animals. Well, so yeah, because that's one of the things that they gave the reason why sex sells is it uh, grabs people's attention. But if the Super Bowl thought that ad, and I'm not saying I disagree with them not showing it, I wouldn't have showed it either, but they let Janet Jackson get on there and do what she did. Well, that was supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't believe that it was supposedly at all. But anyway. Yeah. I mm, I don't watch regular TV anymore. So I don't even know like the, um, you know, soap operas. Soap operas are kind of spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really watch regular TV much anymore at all either. Um, really, the only time I see, we we have one streaming network that my husband likes, and he streams at what's called the quote-unquote live version, and they force commercials. You have to have commercials with it. But I rarely watch it. Most of the time before watching it is because he's got it pulled up watching something on it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have gone to streaming just because of the commercials, not because they want to avoid sexually explicit commercials, but because they just want to avoid commercials altogether. Period. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you watch stuff on YouTube and you only have to watch like the first five seconds of an ad and you can skip it. If you could do that on primetime television, <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah. That wouldn't be so bad then, would it? No, it wouldn't be so bad. But yeah, whenever whenever we, we still had cable, um, the ad came on. You know, and most of those, I believe, they turn up the decibel level on them, make them louder. I think get they get your too. attention, and they get my attention long enough for me to hit the mute button. Somebody proposed a bill to regulate the volume of commercials during mm. television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I read something about that. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was or when it happened, but I do remember hearing something about it. So we're going to wrap this up. This has just been an introduction into sexualization of advertising. Next week, we're going to dive a little bit into the sex of advertising in print. Now, we could go all the way back to ancient Egypt and talk about it, but let's just start since uh, Gutenberg did his thing. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about next week. I am Karen, and I have been joined by my sister, Delina. Delina, say hello. Hello. And my sister, Shalon. Hi. Join us next time. Thanks for listening. Yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, hit that like button, leave us a comment, and consider sharing to your family and friends. You will find everything Sister Sharpen's Sister exclusively on Spotify. And every episode is always free. Follow us on Instagram at Sister Sharpen's Sister. We appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Have a great week.